Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting. That's Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Michael Catherwood, and you are lucky. You're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. (laughs) Yes, bitch! What do you say we get right down to business? Good old Hugh Jackman. Got Jack right in the name. Makes for a great buff person. I'm huge. Jack. He has huge and Jack there. Huge Jack. Man. Huge Jack. Man. Yeah. That's a, I mean, if that's his real name, he was put on this earth to be a huge jacked man. Anyway, he's all over his internet outlets, the social media, the Instagram, and the whatnot. Talking about his prep for Deadpool 3. He's 185 years old, and he's getting ready to be huge jacked man once again. So he's starting his prep. And he's talking about his 7 and 8,000 calorie diet to bulk up. Okay. Training three hours a day, usually split into two different uh, workouts for six days a week. Now, people have come to me. That secret voice in my head is one of them. Where they go, is that real? And if that's real, can I do that so that I could look like Hugh Jackman? Answer to question number one, is that real? Is that how much he's training? Is that how much he's eating? I don't know. Maybe. That's a lot. It's a lot of food. Maybe it's real. Can you do that or should you do that to then end up looking like Hugh Jackman? The answer to that one is absolutely unequivocally no. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. You'll be a fat fuck. Big fat fuck. Unless... You are watching this and you are very tall and naturally very thin and a guy and probably under 40. I would not recommend that. I I think that there is certain people, probably the guy I just described, uh, there's no female eating that much. There's no female that should be eating that much. There are a select... Real, 
small demo of dudes that might be able to do that. And like I said, they got to be naturally very thin, very thin. Um, just those people who you always hated growing up because they would eat whatever the fuck they wanted. And they, they just, no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't put on weight, right? And uh, extremely tall. Um, the, the, that person, if you were interested in having a big, beautiful, muscular physique, it could, you could look to having 7,000 calories. So what, you know, if this is so far off from what someone should be doing and Hugh Jackman looks so great, why is he saying these things? Well, there's a couple things at play here. He needs to put on muscle and bulk up and he has to do it very fast. Uh... I don't know if he's eating 7,000, 8,000 calories a day. He's eating a lot. He is in a very peculiar position. Now let's, let's start breaking this down from the reasons why it could potentially be true because I want you guys to get in your head why this maybe wouldn't work for you and why there are scientific reasons why someone like Hugh Jackman could theoretically be eating that much and then end up looking really good. Now, in preparation for um, Deadpool 3, which is why he is getting back into Wolverine shape, he was beginning his prep for that while actively being the star, not a member of, the star of a Broadway show doing eight, two and a half hour performances a week. Hear me again. He was the star of, I believe, Music Man on Broadway, okay? There's maybe a couple, a couple places on the planet that are on par with or exceed the demands of a Broadway show. It's the best of the best, right? I know that there's theaters in London that are very, very well recognized, and I believe there's drama schools in, in, uh, in Russia, you know, that are very, very, but you know, we all know you're on Broadway, right? It's, it's, it's the highest standards. It's the major leagues. It's the NBA of performance, live performance. Um, and he is the star of the show, a musical play. He's the star doing two and a half hour shows eight times a week. It is very reasonable to believe that in order for him to get to the position where he needs to play the Wolverine and pull his shirt off, that he just has to be jamming food into his body, okay? None of us are in that same situation. I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, zero people watching or listening to this podcast are the star of Music Man on Broadway. Okay, or even doing something similar. There may be uh, someone who's in that ballpark of the, just the calorie exertion is so unbelievably profound that you have to start looking at things differently. Because someone who is uh, working heavy machinery six, five, six days a week in, in Texas in summer, someone who is a mail carrier in, you know, in, during summertime, there are those jobs. There are all those jobs where regular guys and gals like you and me are out there burning uh, exorbitant amounts of calories so that when you tar- start talking about developing protein synthesis to 
deal with, to, to go parallel with the stimulus of resistance training, you have to go big time, right? All right, well, so let's take that into consideration. On top of that, Hugh Jackman is coming from a place of incredible muscle memory. And this is not muscle memory of like, oh, I remember that I had muscle one time. This is stuff that goes on at a cellular level, <coughs> pardon me, in your body. It has an extensive training history. It's, it's as high as anybody who isn't a professional athlete. Hugh Jackman has been training very hard for two decades, going back and forth from roles where he never, ever played a guy who's out of shape. And at times is playing a guy who's incredibly muscular and lean. And he's very committed to his job. He has uh, cellular activity in his body that even when he's not in his best shape, when it's time to kick it up a notch, he is so much more incredibly prepared from a biological level and from an emotional and psychological level to then do the dang thing. It is far different. I'm not even talking about like a tremendous couch potato. I'm talking about someone who is like a normal average guy or gal who's healthy and likes to go to the gym a couple times a week and takes care of themselves and watches what they eat a little bit. You can't compare that to someone like Hugh Jackman who has such extensive experience and consistent experience at putting on muscle mass, losing body fat, blah, blah, blah. All right, so, so we, we get those things out. And then you also couple in the fact that like he's on, he's on performance-enhancing drugs of some sort. I heard he was like firing back at Joe Rogan. You're just jealous. And he and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it's like, watch. Stop it. They're 60-year-old men, okay? They're getting some form of hormonal assistance. And on top of that, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would never be this guy that like this whistleblower because frankly, I don't fucking care. Take all the drugs you want. But I'm someone who came from... Uh, an understanding and experience in the bodybuilding world. And then I got a behind the scenes curtain look at behind, I said behind the scenes curtain, a behind the curtain look at Hollywood, especially Hollywood and physical training and pumping iron and getting ready to look a certain way. And there is so much drugs in Hollywood. And I'm not talking blow at the club and slamming heroin on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm talking performance dancing drugs. It is, it's so unbelievably common and ubiquitous. Way more than you think. Okay? And it's not always just the anabolics and the androgenics. I'm talking about, you know, things like clenbuterol, things like growth hormone, things like, uh, what's another one off the top of my head? Ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? Right? Insulin. This is a, a, a world where the standards and the stakes are so high. Just like if you were hitting home runs in the major leagues, or if you were a linebacker, or if you were paid to not get knocked out or knock other people out, the standards for what you need to do physically are very high. And the stakes are really high. There's a lot of money on the line, man. So yeah, everyone is, it's like really common. So far more common than people in, who aren't in the industry or don't have any involvement in it probably even understand. What do these drugs do? I, I think they're still, and I've said this many, many times on my podcast and on my show and with little clips here and there. People 
have a really deep misunderstanding of anabolic and androgenic drugs for performance enhancement and for things like growth hormones. You probably think that these drugs, you put them in your body or you take that and then you just get bigger. There's a sliver of performance enhancing drugs that just do that. Your, your metabolic um, efficiency and your, your rate is gonna go much higher just by virtue of taking growth hormone, right? And your skin's gonna look better or your hair's gonna look better. There's gonna be an immediate, just like by virtue of taking this, there's gonna be some benefit, but it's very slim. The overall benefit to taking these drugs is that your recovery and your protein synthesis goes through the roof so that you can train harder and train more. Putting on muscle mass, if we break it down, is building things, okay? Lifting weights, resistance training, is the stimulus for that. The food that you eat is the materials for that. You can have 5,000 employees and a very, very competent foreman, or you can have three employees and a dipshit alcoholic foreman when you're trying to build this building. If you give both teams the same amount of supplies, guess what? One is just gonna have a lot of excess supplies that don't get built into this building and then you end up with waste, which is your body fat. Taking these drugs allows you to enact that stimulus better. It allows you to train harder and allows you to train more frequently. It also gives the body a better ability to use protein synthesis to then use that stimulus to build muscle. Okay, you get more frequent stimulus, you more frequent ability to build muscle. And your capability of building muscle, taking that, that stimulus and actually using the materials to build muscle is much higher. Most people don't have a very good natural ability to build muscle. And I'm talking from a chemical standpoint. Myself included, most people are really not, their myostatin, their, their GLUT4, their protein synthesis, and so, like, we're not all blessed with Ronnie Coleman genetics. Some people have an amazing ability to train and eat and they can eat more and more and more and it becomes more and more muscle. That is not most of us. This is backed up by a 2011 study that showed when you overfed elite athletes that were doing a four day week resistance training program by 600 extra calories per day on average, they don't actually gain significantly more muscle mass than the other group that was eating in a smaller calorie surplus, but they did gain over three times the fat mass. So pretty much all the extra weight that was gained by using a higher calorie diet during the bulk was fat. I was just thumbing through other unrelated stuff and I saw this study and I checked out that study. So I want to put that up because look, you're talking about, by the way, these are trained athletes. These are high level athletes and eating only a 600 calorie surplus, 600 calorie surplus. And their weight gain was considerably more fat than muscle mass. Considerably more body fat than muscle mass from a 600 calorie surplus. So when I see Hugh Jackman posting his 8,000 calorie diet and talking about this is what he needs to do to get ready to be Wolverine again in uh, Deadpool 3, there's a chance that that may not be true, but there's a chance that it is. It doesn't matter. 
All I know is there's millions of young boys watching that that are then going to go out and not train properly and eat 8,000 calories and make it so much harder for them to have any type of appealing physique. Their intention is to look like Wolverine. They're tired of looking like the way that they look. And now they are going to copy this idea and they are going to eat 8,000 calories and they are going to gain so much more body fat and maybe a little bit of muscle because most people don't have the structure to their training to give the body the proper stimulus to build muscle. And now you are an even fatter version of yourself and you're like, what the heck happened? I wanted to be the Wolverine and now I'm the blob. Shit. Screw you, Hugh Jackman. And he's sitting at home. He's like, oh, mate, I'm just doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you got me personal trainer. I got me, me chef bringing me me protein. Yeah, mate. And they named you a train twice a day. He's a genetic freak. He really is. He's always had a very lean athletic physique. He was in the fucking music, man, actively performing for eight different shows a week on Broadway as the star. He was going through a preposterous amount of calories, more than most of us could ever even fathom. That's when he began his prep for, Dead, for Deadpool 3. He said, oh, gotta got get me meals in. This is my sixth meal of the day, all right. Okay? Statistically speaking, that's just not people. That's not us. That's not how we are going to go into wanting to bulk up or put on muscle. So just stay away from this notion because you're gonna be shooting for these extreme calorie counts and it's going to backfire on you so much. Take for instance, someone like Mark Wahlberg, preparing for pain and gain. Mark Wahlberg is a very dedicated, incredibly disciplined guy when it comes to looking a certain way. He's always had a beautiful physique and, he's, and he earns it. He eats and he trains very well and, and, and never really goes off. You know, he, he, he earns what he has. He's a very good, I think a very good role model for men who want to continue looking great. I'm sure, you look, there could be drugs, there could be the fact that he's so wealthy that he can have personal trainers and chef. Who gives a fuck? The fact of the matter is, is that Mark Wahlberg walk it like he talk it. He trains very hard. And when he was preparing for pain and gain, he had to be this kind of like mediocre bodybuilder guy. He was portraying a real life character and he had to just get bigger. And he talks about it. He's like, I was just eating so much, just, just shoving food down my throat. And, he, and by the time the movie came, because he didn't care, just visually on screen, he just had to be larger. And sure enough, he's like, I felt awful. I looked awful. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Okay. Tom Hardy has many times talked about like there was a visual thing that Christopher Nolan wanted to do because he didn't want to uh, portray Bane with like CGI. He's like, I, he, he just needed me to naturally be bigger. People would pull up on their motorbikes and lift the lids and go, I always thought you were bigger, mate. You know, like, man. Just, I was just bald and slightly porky. If we look closely, if we really study the photographs. I was really overweight. Actually, I ate a lot and, you know, I, I was not much heavier than I am now, but I just ate more pizza. It wasn't great for my heart. Yeah, did you feel good? Not really. No. But that's not the point, is it? You know, the point is to look as big as possible. Bulking up is not preparing 
for a role where you just have to be larger, a larger human. I, I don't even like the word bulking. If you want to add muscle mass, yes, you have to take into consideration that you're probably gonna sacrifice some level of leanness, but you shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater because once a surplus gets too high, then you're not even gonna sacrifice your leanness. You're just, leanness is not an issue. It's just gone and you become a big fat fuck because no one has like the genetic capability to add muscle at like an extraordinary rate. And we all have a capability of adding fat at an extraordinary rate, <laughs> okay? So I do think that like maybe most people, especially women, have an addiction to being too lean and it prevents them from ever getting the body that they really want. There's a time and a place where it's like, yes, okay, I'm gonna compromise two or 3% of my body fat so that it can A, be healthier and feel better and B, get on, put, on, put on a little muscle. But that shouldn't be just endless trips to the buffet and then on the way home stopping to get fast food because you're like, I need to be this monster and Hugh Jackman is eating 8,000 calories because that's not the way it works. And I can guarantee you, you're going to end up just perpetuating this cycle of not having the body that you want regardless of how much effort you're putting in. Alrighty. So, a couple things. Suck my dick. Uh, thank you to First Detachment. The, hands down, the best uh, nutritional supplements on the planet. Um, there's a link in the show notes below, plus use the code Mikey10 when you're out there. You save yourself some money, and it lets them know that I sent you. Absolutely single, without question, in my opinion, the best uh, company on the market to make like every piece of their supplement line is just second to none. The Go Pills, uh, which is their fat burner, has Yohimbe inside it, which has been proven to be effective. But the unfortunate part, and I will tell you firsthand, you have too much, just a little bit too much of Yohimbe, and it makes you feel really weird, really weird, to the point like call in sick to work weird. So it, it, Justin Harris is smart enough to know that you just put in just the right amount coupled with green tea and caffeine and tea cream, and it really does help you feel a little bit more focused, gets you going, and it has the right amount of those ingredients to uh, elicit a lipolytic effect without compromising your ability to feel good. Because I, I'm telling you, if you wanna do that, do that experiment yourself. I don't recommend it, but if you wanna do it, take enough uh, Yohimbe hydrochloride and you will feel really weird. Like really, ugh. I don't like it. So, uh, Go Pills, amongst other amazing products, QRF for your liver, which is something I genuinely believe in. Liver health is extremely important, especially for people who lift weights. Okay, so make sure you're, you're taking care of your liver. Also, bet online as always. <clears throat> Pardon me. They are bringing me this show and the ability to make this show a reality. So thank you to bet online. And finally, Last, but certainly not least, in fact, most important, thank you to you, the viewers, and more importantly, to the patron, pa patrons from my Patreon. Uh, I love you guys. You make this show a thing. I love it, and it makes me feel good about myself. I hope I can do my best to make sure that it's worth it. There are three different tiers. Join my Patreon, help me out. On top of that, I think I offer a service. Training information, nutritional information, habit forming, my feelings on studies and things like that, um, and just little tidbits here and there. And then at the top, you know, in the middle tier, there's customized training, excuse me, 
uh, custom-made training programs by me, not custom for you, but custom by me, uh, and eating advice and stuff that is not available to everybody. And the very top tier where I become your personal trainer, nutritionist, whatever, and I'm there with the accountability and the information and the help, and you can contact me anytime. You have a specific email address that has no one else in the world has it. Only you, my top tier uh, clients have it, and uh, we go back and forth, and you're always available. You can set up Zoom calls with me. You can set up phone calls with me, and I am yours. I work for you. I become your employee, okay? So that's all there on my Patreon. Check it out if you're interested, and thank you to those who have already signed up. I really do mean it. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember one thing, I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. On in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.